give a good warm welcome, amen. He give a warm welcome to your pastors. They're doing a good job, right? Amen. Yeah. It's not easy being a pastor. If you have your Bibles with you, go to Philippians chapter 3 real quick with me. How many excited for the conference coming up, huh? It's going to be good. I'm excited to be here. Feels great in here. Feels like home. So I'm going to just share with you a few things that's going to help you out in life. If you're taking notes, it's good. If they're recording it, get it. Uh, these are things that help me out in life. Um, things that I've kind of brought out that I haven't touched for maybe seven years. So I'm going to share it with you and uh, help you out. Encourage you and get you going in life. Because we all need a, a winning plan. We all need a winning plan. And that's what I'm going to preach on, having a winning plan, okay? Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 14. I thank Pastor Edgy and his wife for the hospitality. And my wife that's out there somewhere that came and drove me over here. I wasn't going to drive. How many are there? All right. I'm reading all the living translations, but it's... Just go along with me. It says, uh, verse 12, I do not say that I have received this or have already become perfect. But I keep going on to make that life my own as Christ Jesus made me his own. No Christian, brothers, I do not have to, I don't have the life yet. I don't have that life yet. But I do one thing. I forget everything that is behind me. I look forward to that which is ahead of me. My eyes are on the crown. Come on, someone. I want to win the race and get the crown of God's call from heaven through Christ Jesus. Isn't that a powerful verse? Isn't that powerful? Father, we love you. We thank you. The word of God is so powerful, so encouraging, so so, so refreshing to our spirits and renewing to our minds. I pray, Father, that tonight will be a, a night, Father, where our lives are just totally changed and washed by the water of the word. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Turn your neighbor and tell your neighbor you're, you're a winner. God has a winning plan for you. And if they don't believe it, tell them again. Come on, somebody. And you can have a seat. God, God has designed and destined for us, every one of us, to be winners in life. And whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. It's your mindset. Uh, I don't think that God created losers, do you? I mean, we're only losers by choice. But when you're in Christ, you're a winner. When you're in, in Jesus... When you walk with Jesus and Jesus is in you and the Holy Spirit is surrounding you inside out, you have no choice but to be a winner. And you have that mind and your, your, that, mind, that mindset. You have to have the mindset of being coming a winner in Christ Jesus. How many know we're in Christ? That's what we're in. We're in Him. 
and, you know, when we're born-again Christians, that's what we are. We're born again, and we're in him. We're, we're new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Everything's changed now. I, I, this is why I read that scripture there, where, where the Apostle Paul says, I do not say that I have received this or I have already become perfect. He's not saying I, I've already arrived. None of us have arrived. None of us have became that perfect individual. But he says this one thing. He says, but I keep going on to make that life my own as Christ. Jesus made me his own. So he goes, I'm one with him. He's in me. I'm in him. I'm walking in Christ. He says, I'm not perfect, but I'm walking in him. And to walk in Christ is, is, is a, a plan there. This, this is number one thing that you have to understand. You're walking in him. And when you're in him, the steps of the righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. You're, you're walking in the right plan. And I'm not saying everything's going to be dandy. Not everything's going to be great. But I always say when it seems like you're losing, you're actually winning. You're actually winning. You, you, you're, you know, sometimes you say, man, I, I lost everything. But actually you're winning because God has something greater for you. Ten times better. Seven times better. It's the mindset that you have. It's the concept that you have. What, what are you looking at? It's how, it's how you think. It really is. It's how you think. It's how you speak. It's how you walk. It's all up to you if you're going to be a winner or you're going to be doing the same old thing for the next 20 years. I, li- I like what this man said, Zig Ziglar. Everyone knows about him. People that read books and are into leadership, stuff like that. They, they, they know about Zig Ziglar. And I like this one statement that he, that he talks about. He says, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. So say with me, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. It's, it's that simple. You, you were born to win. I mean, we're all born to win, but not everybody's always winning. Because sometimes we, we're not preparing to win. We're not, we don't plan to win. Oh, we're not preparing to win. Or we don't expect to win. So, you know, we, we, we don't expect to win. You know, my mom didn't win. My dad didn't win. My family didn't win. You know, we're going by all the old stuff. And, and Paul, he says these things. He says, my brothers, this one thing I do. I forget everything that's behind me. I forget everything that's behind me, and I look forward to that which is ahead of me. This is, this is what you have to do. Your eyes are on the crown. I want to win the race and get the crown of God's call from heaven through Christ Jesus. This is what it's all about. You're in the race, and you need to want to win. You're in Christ, so you got everything, no excuses, everything in your power. You got the directions here. You got a pastor in front of you. You got great teachings. You got the preachings. You got everything in front of you to make it in this life. There is no excuse. You have it. You have the Holy Spirit. Jesus already died, rose again, gave you the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit in your life. And with that, you have gifts, callings in your life. There's a molding, a shaping taking place. You, you know, God gave us the rule book. It's already there. He gave us his word that, that tells us how to win in life, how to win in him. You know, the word of God is filled with living examples of, how to, how, how, of, of men and women of God like Ruth and Esther and Paul and the best winners, Jesus Christ. You know, I, I love the example because sometimes 
It don't look like you're winning in life. It doesn't. But it didn't look that way when Jesus was on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, it looked like everything was gone. He lost. They stabbed him on the side. They put the crowns of thorns. They beat him down till they can't recognize him. His beard was pulled off. He was stripped on the cross. I can tell you why people thought he was a loser. Because all his disciples, except for one, left. They were not there for him. It's amazing how when you're not winning, you don't know who's there. But see, it's a setup. God puts people around you so because you're going to go to a higher level and not everyone can come with you. Come on, somebody. Talk to me. Come on, living we're in the empire. Talk to me today. Not everyone, can go, not everyone can go where this church is going. Not everyone can go where your pastor is going. Not everyone can go there. So there's some people that got to be left behind because you can't hang with the winners right now. They're, 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 they're looking from afar off, checking out the show while we're playing. Come on, someone. We're doing the touchdowns. But Jesus was hanging on the cross. It didn't, didn't look like he was winning. Everyone left except for John, Mary, and Mary Magdalene. They were right there looking to see, you know, what's going to happen. They stayed. Even the enemy thought he was losing. They thought they had him. Took the sins upon the, of the world upon his life. He says, God, why have thou forsaken me? Probably the loneliest day of his life. And then he takes the keys of hell and death. Stomps on the enemy. Takes authority. And then he rolls from the dead the third, the third day. Gets to heaven. Set the captives free. Come on, talk to me today. Shed the blood of Jesus. So who really won? So when it looked like it was losing, it was actually winning. That's how you got to look in life. You got to look at it that way. You're winning. You're in Christ and you're winning. You're born to win. But to be that winner, you must plan to win. You got to have a plan. Then you got to prepare. Then you got to expect. When God restores your heart, when God does a turnaround on your life, you're born to win, not to lose. I love what 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Huh? When you're born again, you're an overcomer. That's what the word of God says. Well, Pastor, I don't think I'm always overcoming. It's because you're not looking at the rule book. You're not, you're not putting your, your face in this. You are an overcomer. The Bible says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. The world has no power over us. You can overcome it. You have the anointing in your life. You were born to win. God's in your life. You're an overcomer. Say with me, I'm an overcomer. Say it like you mean it. Talk to me today, church, please. I know it's cold outside, but it's hot in here. Come on now. Talk to me today. You're an overcomer. That's what you are. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. You got to get up. An overcomer. Things happen. I'm an overcomer. Why? Because I'm born of God. How many can say here, I'm born of God? And if you're not, you will be born today. Born of God. You know what, 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 I, what I love about guys that we're born to win. But we're also created with a God-given potential. Everyone here has that God-given potential in their life. 
We all have a God gave. You might not think you have one, but you have one. Different than everybody else's, but it's good because that's what the body of Christ needs. We don't need clones. And now I'm not talking about discipleship. I'm talking about the gifts. We, you know, you, we need your gifts to function in the right place. Okay? We, we need a God-given potential to function in the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, born anew for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Walk in them. Living the good life. I love that. Living the good life. Walk in them, living the good life. Just take that step and just like, you know, sometimes when people like, some, I don't do it with a lot of people, but certain people say, how you doing? I said, living that good life. Living the good life. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> don't look too good for him, you know. No, it, but I, it's a good life. I'm breathing healthy I'm alive got a nice wife got a nice house I look good got good friends around me got a good church out there doing what we got to do it's not the best fun it's not all the best but hey we're functioning now nah, we're the best come on somebody. I always say the best you know your pastor will tell you you're the best we, we do that to our churches so. We psych ourselves out. No, really. We, we have a good life. You have a good life. This is a good life right now. What a blessing to come to church, hear the word, be blessed by the word, have great people around you, a good anointing. Say, man, this is a good life right here. I'm going to have a good life. It's happening in my life. It's a good life. Turn around, says, man, this is a good life. When you go home, man, you're going to say, hey, this is the good life. I don't care if you live in a shack. It's the good life. You don't worry about everybody else's house as long as you're living the good life in your house. It's like, I'm the good life. I don't care if you still have knobs in your TV. It's, like, no, it's the good life. You can't steal cable no more, but, you, you know, you can still put the antennas up. It's the good life. You were created with a God-given potential to have a good life. Good works prepared by God. He says he prearranged and made it and made ready for us to live. It's ready. It's ready to go. Everything inside of you. In Christ Jesus. Everything inside of you. Is, it's inside of you. Everything. To make the good life happen. It's in you. It's already there. Prepared. Ready. Prearranged. Now you just got to. Walk in it. You'll get this, you know, you might get distracted here and there, but you'll know how to get back in that. Aren't you some of you just tired? Been 17 years and you ain't done nothing? Isn't your butt sore already? <laughs> From sitting down so long? Talk about the pastor hasn't picked me yet. Maybe it's because you ain't showing the potential that's inside of you. You sometimes have others who pass you by and say, how did that youngster just pass? How did that guy, he just came in six months ago. I've been here five years. How did he become an usher? Because he probably went up and said, yeah, you know, use me, pastor. I want to do something. 
and he goes through classes or whatever that happens. Some of us used to sitting around, you know, collecting dust. <laughs> collecting dust. Amen. And maybe you're one of those, you know, a good cheerleader. Amen. Maybe we'll call you up one day, give you a trophy for the best cheerleader in the church. But for right now, the Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I'm pretty sure we need some laborers in our church. Let me show you three things here, and I'm going to let you go. No. Wow, that made me feel great, like I'm doing a good job. Some of us preachers, you know, we preach, but we don't think that after we're finished, man, that was awful. That was awful. That was awful. I said amen 50 times. That was awful. You're... Number one thing, you got to let God renew your thoughts. I mean, when you're going to win, your mind has to be changed. Be not conformed. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You might know what is good, except the perfect will of God. You won't know what's good, except the perfect will of God, until your mind's changed, renewed. That's all right. I want to know what's good. You got to change your mindset. God has a good life for you. You've got the potential to make it, but your mind has to change. You got to think different about people. You got to speak different about yourself. You got to treat people different. And you'll learn that throughout life. But you have the word of God will renew you. Your mind's renewed by the word of God. That's what renews your mind. You're hearing the word right now. You're taking notes. And some of you, you're going to go that extra mile to hear it again. That, that renews your mind. Your mind is changing. Your thoughts is changing. You're developing something different because you're hungry for the word. When you're hungry for the word, it's because when you, you renew your thoughts with that hunger. Romans 12, 2, it says, let God change your life. Let him give you a new mind. Then you'll know what God wants you to do. And the things you do will be good, pleasing, and perfect. But you have to have a new mind. Say with me, a new mind. I mean, to win, right? Even to work out, to change your diet, to do things, you have to discipline your mindset, right? It's like, you know, things have to change. You can't do things like you used to. So you got it's not so much that it's your mindset has to change. You got to change your mindset so everything else can change. And it's, things, it's the same thing in our Christian walk. Change your mindset so everything else can change. If something ain't working, and you know, you got to change things around. Renew your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Have that right concept in your mind. Live the good life. Walk in him. You have the potential. You were born to win. There it is right there. You don't walk out like champions today. You have to. 
It's got to be in you. I'm walking out like a champ. You don't need no belt. You're looking for the crown. The calling of God in your life. And, and the second thing that I want to share with you is God wants to renew your purpose. What do you mean by that? Well, see, he renews your purpose by developing. Developing you for an assignment. Don't you when you have an assignment? You have an assignment at home. You might have an assignment at church. You have an assignment. And there's times that God has to renew your purpose by developing a joy for that assignment. You have to have joy for that assignment. When God puts an assignment, have joy for it. Don't drag yourself in church as well. It's just another third. No, you got an assignment. Not everyone's privileged to do what you're doing. Not everyone has that opportunity to do what you're doing. There's an assignment set out for you. And have joy in it. Let God's purpose and uh, develop a joy inside of you for what God has for your life. An assignment. You're in Christ Jesus. God has things for you. And if you don't know what your assignment is, well, you'll find out later on. Everything has its purpose here in this church also. And you'll find out later on, man, I got the assignment. Maybe right now God's in that developing plan in your life. He's just developing things inside of you. And you have to let him do it. You have to let him do it. That's the way to win. The way to become one is to develop the right qualities and characteristics in your life based on God's word. So tonight, you know, what, what do we want? I want you guys to be champions. That's what I want you to do. I, if I'm going to leave you with something, I want you to be a champion. In Christ Jesus, you become somebody that's a winner, that has a mindset. Hey, you know, there's a future for this church. There's a future for us. There's a future for everyone. And you got to see yourself running that race. I was sharing with my church about a little bit about this. And it's funny because... Some people have an assignment over there. There's a hikers and hiking. Some people go out and they go to run, climb up there in the hiking trails. And some people go for the joy of it. Some people go to become number one. And I remember my wife and I, we went over there. We had some friends from our church invite us that they go hiking. I don't have a great back, so I had that Moses stick. You know, and so I said, well, let's go. We're going up. My wife is just tired. My back is hurting. And I'm like, man, we're not even, we only took 10 steps. Well, But no, we, we were going, huh? we were trying our best. My wife's like, oh, I'm tired. I can't breathe. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, man. And then, you know, I'm giving in to the weakness too. You know? Yeah, I'm tired too. I'm hungry. <laughs> and then something miraculous happened. I see a, a man has to be in his 70s older guy 
little shorts, you know, Palm Springs. <laughs> Nikes, everything, all cut up. He's walk, he's going up that hill like this. <laughs> and, I, and, and then, I, and then, my purpose woke up. Now I have a purpose. I have a purpose. There is no ch- see. I'm a guy that needs to get challenged, good or bad. I gotta get challenged. You know, some people are different. You know, I, I like challenges because sometimes when I do something, and then I'm like, there, I'm like, it's boring. Challenge me. I need a challenge. Even if I lose, I'm okay as long as I'm I'm in the challenge. You know, I'm alright. There's nothing wrong with me doing. You know, but I want to challenge him. You know, and then so. This was the challenge. I seen this guy pass me by. I said, this ain't going to happen while I'm alive. <laughs> so I told my wife, you know, come on, let's go, man. You're coming. <laughs> and you can ask her after church. I did drag her. I did that caveman. Come on, let's roll. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm tired. I said, I don't care if you're tired. We'll go, we're, we can't let that man beat us. And I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I can't let that man. I'm a pastor. People know me here. This is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. No. He said, it's not going to happen. I'm not let that old man pass me by, man. Come on, let's go, Ali. Let's roll. Come on. Uh, uh, let's roll. I let my, my, I forgot my back hurt. Let's roll. Later with the back. And we got it, we got to the top. But, but, it was hard. But I was not going to let somebody beat me like that. Something happened. It just triggered inside of me. Because, you know, we have an assignment and something like, ah, you know, no, wait a minute here now. My purpose has just been renewed. This is not going to happen to me. It was inside of me. Something had to trigger that. I had it in me. I was just dragging along. And I, it's like, another, now wait a minute here now. If this guy can do it, I sure can do more than that. And you can do the same thing in the things of God. Don't just drag yourself. Go forward. Push yourself all the way. Motivate yourself, fire yourself up, do what you got to do. But get to church, give your tithes, participate, do what you have to do, but take yourself to that next level of that assignment that God has for you. And I'm going to close with this one. Now, I talked about to renew your thoughts, renew your purpose. And the other one is renew your hope. Renew your hope. By developing a passion to know his power. In him, you know his power. Say with me, renew my hope. By developing a passion to know his power. There's nothing greater like having that power of God functioning in our lives. Many churches don't have that no more. They don't see the power of God functioning. It's a show. But we were brought up in the old school. We were brought up in the fire. 
We're brought up in the anointing. We're brought up in that prayer life, fasting life. What we were brought up in it. And that is the way Jesus taught us in the word of God. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. You cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Baptize people in the Holy Ghost and fire in the name of Jesus. There's still an anointing functioning in those people that want it. You got to develop that new hope and say, you know what? I got this new hope happening in my life. To be that winner, I got to renew my thoughts. I got to renew my purpose. I got to renew my hope. Allow, allow God to develop passion in you for his power. Say with me, Father, I desire your power. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, it says, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and now is seated in the place of honor in God's right hand in heavenly, in heavenly realms. I love what he says here. Is, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. How many believe in Jesus? Then believe in the power. Come on. Then believe in the power. Somebody say, I believe in the power. Stand your feet with me. How many enjoy yourselves tonight? I hope I didn't take too long. and I hope I shared something simple with you. And I hope you got something. But I believe we got winners in the house. We got some winners in the house. And if you felt like you were, you were losing, today be encouraged because you're actually winning. You're winning. God loves you. We love you. And you know that God's going to do some great things in your life. And if you're here this evening and God is just tugging in your heart. You're saying, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you to help me. I need you to change me. I heard what Pastor Jesse said and I heard about renewing my mind. Renewing my purpose. Renewing my hope. I want to win. I don't want to be just left behind. I want to do something great for you, Father. And you might be where you're at right now and you need Christ to come into your life. Make yourself known to God. You know, you... Say, this is me. I'm the one that needs I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart. And you say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. And change me. Renew me. I believe you rose from the dead. Allow your Holy Spirit to live in me. And write my name in the book of life. And you, you sense God just tugging on you. And he says, you know what? This is the place. This is the altar. This is the place. This is the altar. And God's just saying, come on down. 
Get all your seats and come. How many winners we got in the house need to step out because your winning is going to help somebody else's? And just let God just, and, we, and any prayer worries we have here, just, of course, you know who you are. Sisters, brothers, young people, our youth, everybody. This is your, this is your moment, this is your time. Is your moment, is your time. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.